And let me just say something. You don't think little things can matter, but little things can matter. I don't care how big or strong you are. I can take you, put your hands together, and I can take a simple sewing thread. And I can hold you with that sewing thread as I wind it around your hands. It's simple. It's easy to break. But when I start winding those little strands around you, it will keep you from moving. Now, here's the problem with the little foxes. They will keep you from moving, and they come on you, and you don't even realize it. Make you immobile. You can't move because you allow these little things to weigh you down. It'd be like I say to one of you, get in the pool and swim. Here's a small rock. Swim with this rock. You say, there's no problem with that. But when I give you 10 or 15 or 20 or 30 of those rocks, now you no longer swim. You sink. That's the way a little fox works. That's the way little voices work. Now, let me just clarify this right from the get-go. The enemy, the devil, no matter what the issue is or the problem, we have a right to say, in the name of Jesus, we bind you. In the name of Jesus, we cast you out. He has no other alternative or option. He has to leave. Now, here's the issue. See, but I've seen people pray for, and, and it seems like they're, they're still the same. And they are. And here's the reason. When we say, in the name of Jesus, be gone, he has no option. He has to go. But what does not leave is our thoughts. Our thoughts. It's our thoughts become a little fox. And starts eating away at our faith, at our strength, at our ability. It's all that little fox. And so that's what I want to deal with today. Because when we talk about covenant, you have to understand it's the little foxes that destroy a great and mighty benefit for you. Amen. So I want to remind you, the large animal, I could call it a larger fox, but let's call it a large animal or the predator, can go into a vineyard. And they can easily eat the grapes. Now, they can eat the grapes, but here's the the good news is they may eat your grapes, but they leave the vine intact. The vine stays, something that has taken years to develop. How many people know a vineyard takes years to develop? It didn't happen overnight. But when the little fox comes in, it destroys everything to get to the grapes. And so that which you've worked for, not only is he eating the fruit, he's eating the vine. Destructive. The big things in life can hurt. How many people have had some big things happen to them and it hurt? Big things in life can hurt really bad, but as long as the vine is intact, you can grow more fruit. As long as the vine is intact, you can grow more fruit. But it's the little things that can be devastating. Years of cultivation and of hard work can be gone. In your relationships and things you've worked for in business, it can all be gone in a moment because we've let so many little things tie us down. And that's why I say you have to say to the enemy of your soul, get behind me. You will not have a power over me. You will not be able to address me or undress me. 
You have no right over me. But the problem is he, he has to obey. But our thoughts don't. Our thoughts is what gets us. Because it brings on stress. And then stress brings on other things in our life. And that becomes a little fox within itself. So we can't allow these little things that we started talking about last week to take us away from the blessings of Almighty God, from His great covenant, because it's there and it's in place. We need to protect that covenant. Protect it. When I prayed over you last week, I was walking into the middle of that covenant. I was pulling on the covenant of God that he's given us. And that's why so many people were blessed. People were helped. So I say protect that covenant. For the fruit of that covenant is priceless. It's without price. And so I started with this last week, but let's go ahead and look at it again. Covenant means knowing what you have, even though you can't see it. Before you can see it, you say, I may not see it, but I know it's there. It's like going into a dark room. I can walk into my kitchen and I know where things are. I know where the oven is. I know where the, I know where the refrigerator is. <laughs> so, I mean, I find it. There are things you cannot see, but you know that you know it's there. There's things in my life I cannot see. Things I, I just can't comprehend. But something in me, Floyd, says, if I hold on, I'll take hold of it. I'll eat the fruit of it. As a matter of fact, you may not see it. But because God said it, that which he said is with you. You may not see it, but that which he said is with you and in you. The only thing limiting you is what's going on in your mind, your thoughts, what you think. How many people have ever laid in bed at night and thought about your demise? And you may not be going down at all. You may be perfectly fine, but because your mind is saying that your body starts following suit, you start feeling pains that are not even there. You start thinking things that you should not be thinking. But the covenant we have with Almighty God helps us to erase those little foxes. 1 Corinthians 2.9 says, but as it is written, 1 Corinthians 2.9 in the King James Version, but as it is written, I has not seen. Your eye hasn't seen it yet. Nor has your ear heard it yet. I'm adding that. Neither has it even entered into your heart the things which God has prepared for them that love him. If you love him, he's got a great covenant in place for you. Make no mistake of it. My God is not a failing God. Your God is not a failure. When he spoke and stepped out on darkness and darkness that day, many millennia ago, and said, let there be light. When he said, waters divide, poof. When he spoke to the seed-bearing plants, brought the, poof, it happened. God stepped out on that platform, and when he spoke, he brought, he created a heavenly body, a heavenly host. And you know what the heavenly host did? They, after creation, 
All they could do is say, holy, holy, holy art thou Lord God Almighty, which was and is and is to come. Holy, 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 holy. And now we are partakers of that covenant from the Holy One. Your business will be blessed. Your family will be blessed. Individuals will be blessed. Relationships will be blessed. Your mind will be at rest when you walk in covenant. But your eye has not seen it. Your ear has not heard it. You can't even comprehend it. But God says it's there. You may think no one cares, but I'm going to say this. Jesus does. Nobody cares what I'm going through. He does. You may think that no one has ever heard your cry for help. He's heard it this morning early. I thought, my God, that needs to be said. When we cry out in the middle of the night and we think nobody's there to hear us, God heard it. And because of his covenant, he says, I'm here. I'll never leave you nor forsake you. I'll guarantee you, Bishop, no one's seen my situation, how bad it is. Not only has he seen it, but he has made a way of escape from it. Covenant. 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 Because there are things in life we're going to do that is stupid. We're going to do some foolish things. But God is so caring and loving, his covenant protects us. He covers us. Can you say, thank you, Lord, for covering us? No one knows my situation. Well, he's already made a way of escape from it. All you got to do is to believe it. What is covenant then, Bishop? Well, we just covered one point. Covenant is not knowing how it's going to get there, but you prepare a place for it anyway. You don't know how it's going to get there, but you prepare a place for it. How do you do that? You're ever watching with great anticipation. I know it's here. I know it's coming. I know I will see the fruit of it. You want to see a healing? Anticipate it. You want to see a blessing? Anticipate it. Believe in yourself. Believe in the God you serve. Don't put God in a box. Just because me, ma, or papa, or grandma, or put God in a box, you can't let God be in a box. You got to let him loose in your life. Let him be who he is in your life. We box him up because of what other people have said. And God says, wait a minute, I'm far greater than grandma or grandpa or your dad or your mom. You have to have your own personal relationship with Jesus Christ. My daddy was a great man. There's no doubt about it. He's probably one of the most prayerful men I've ever known. And he was a man of love and care and concern and great mercy. But when I stand before God... I'm not going to be able to say I'm here because daddy's pulled me here. I have to have my own relationship with Jesus Christ. So I'm going to, I'm going to believe in God. I'm going to be ever watching in great anticipation. Like the bridegroom waits for his bride to walk down the aisle. So I'm ever watching with great anticipation for something that's going to be good. So what is covenant? Covenant makes you far greater than what you have earned. Covenant makes you far greater than what you've earned. You see, through our flesh, we have earned death. But Jesus comes on the scene and he says, you didn't earn this. I'm going to give it to you. 
It's the gift of everlasting life. You can't earn it. I'm going to give it to you freely. He gave us something, as, as a matter of fact, that we will never be able to earn through his shed blood. What about covenant? It puts you, this is why the little foxes come in. Covenant puts you in the company of great power. What do you mean power? The Godhead. God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. He puts you in power, in relationship. What do you mean? Let me just read this to you in Hebrews 1, verses 1 through 3 in the King James Version. Now, you have to realize he's writing to the Hebrews. Put it in context. He's not writing to me. He's writing to the Hebrews. God, who at sundry times and in divers' manners spake in times past unto the fathers of the uh, fathers by the prophets. But watch this next word. Hath in these last days, for anybody that's ever understood the last days, this was written 2,000 years ago, and he said in these last days. You need to put that in context. This right here is a key. Hath in these last days, that was written 2,000 years ago, spoken unto us by his son, whom he hath appointed heir of all things. What things? What things? Heir of all things, by whom also he made the worlds, who being the brightness of his glory and the expressed image of his person, talking about Jesus, and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had himself purged our sins. How did we get set free from sin? He did it. Something a little fox can't take away from you. Purged our sins, sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. So I am seated in heavenly places with my master. I'm seated with him in heavenly places. That's the power of the covenant, the power of the Godhead. Listen to this, Colossians 1 verse 12 in the New International Version. Giving thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of the saints in the kingdom of light. Aren't you glad he did that? Because I don't deserve it, but he said, I'm going to qualify him. I'm going to qualify her. God have mercy. If you could only realize what I'm starting to realize, there's something far greater than what we've experienced in God. I has not seen it, ears not heard it. All the years of preaching and teaching, and people have still missed the essence of Jesus. We keep waiting for Jesus to come back, and he's waiting for us. To show up. Do you understand that? God said, I'm going to come and I'm going to dwell with my people. I'm going to live in them. I'm going to abide in them. I'm going to be a part of your life. I'm going to live in your heart. Let me tell you, you, somebody, you may not know where Jesus is, but I do. He's living inside of me. And I have not seen an ear has not heard, neither has it entered the heart of man, but he's here. So why are you so excited? Because there's no reason I should be standing here preaching today. But I'm going to tell you the devil is a liar. What's covenant? Little fox, hear this. Covenant demands me to do my best, be my best, give my best, so God will perform the best. 
See, we all think that if we show up for 30 minutes on, in church on, on Sunday, God's going to perform great things for you. Probably not. Well, you don't understand. I, I, I rubbed my face in the carpet for hours praying. Did he ask you to do that? But you don't understand. I've crawled on my knees in penance until they were bleeding. How many people know some religions, they beat themselves? Did God ask you to do that? See, here's the key to all that. What did he ask you to do? Because he wants your obedience. He just wants you to obey. And God will not trust what he's going to do in the next move, the next wave of his glory for people that are not obedient. He'll not trust it from me or from you from any, unless he can say, I know they're obedient. He said, I don't want your sacrifice. You know, I was studying this morning on something probably off, off this. But, you know, we think that God wanted blood sacrifices. He didn't want the blood sacrifices. The Old Testament talks about all these blood sacrifices. God said, I do away with it. I don't want it. We made that. Man made that. When you really realize a lot of things we do, we did it. God didn't do it. But the problem is we, we have institutionalized and organized for our thoughts, and it has nothing to do with God. So I'm very careful now. What does God want? What does God want from me? What does God want from you? Because that's the only way we're going to be beneficial. Covenant. Demands me to be my best, do my best, be my best, give my best so God will perform his best. Covenant says what he has, I have also. Whatever God has for in heavenly places or on earth, it's mine. He has the heart of the kings in his hand. God has it. So covenant says what he has, I have also. Covenant says you don't have to worry about where you tread, where you're walking, because God has already been there and prepared a, a secured path for you. God's already been there. He's already walked your path. Covenant. The devil don't want to hear that. The little foxes want to kill it. And how do they kill it? They start working internally in you until you give up. Covenant says you don't have to worry about anything because God is watching over you. Covenant says confidently, I belong to God and he belongs to me. I'm confident in that. Covenant turns worry into wonderful. He said, why are you talking so much about covenant? Well, what do you think there is? It's about covenant. Covenant turns worry into wonderful. Covenant says, before you call, before I call, he answers me. The Bible says in Jeremiah 33, 3, call unto me and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things that you know not of. I'll show you great and mighty things that you know not of. In other words, you have not seen it, nor you have not heard it. Am I making sense today? I'm trying to build within you a faith and a confidence 
What you've got is far stronger than you can ever imagine. Because eye hasn't seen it, ear has not heard it. And it's yours. It is yours. Covenant says, when I stop breathing, I won't stop living. When I stop breathing, the cessation of this, I'm still alive. I just go into another dimension. But let me just say this. We don't need any dead Christians. We need everybody alive and kicking and pronouncing and, and talking about the goodness of God. We need that. We need that. See, if the enemy can cut the head off, he can kill the body. But as long as the head is strong, the body can grow. Remember that. So, covenant is the ladder that you can climb out of the pit of despair. Covenant says to me today, peace, peace, for I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. And actually that statement is even unto the end of this age.